Black and opinionated, we black and we liberated. History's rich, it's only right that we celebrate it. All of our greatest stories yet to be told. People made the biggest impact with names little known. Uh, unsung heroes, but heroes are the same. Who deserve to have their names in the Black Hall of Fame? Among the Pathionic greats who exude black excellence, who refuse to break, even with odds stacked against them. They did it for the culture. If you Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Black and Opinionated Podcast. I am your host, Antonio Carter. Today is February. It is officially Black History Month. Today we're going to talk about the Memphis Massacres of 1866. Between May 1st and May 3rd of 1866, a race riot broke out in Memphis, Tennessee. In the early stages of Reconstruction, political and social racism were at an all-time high. The riot reportedly began when a white police officer attempted to arrest a black ex-soldier. An estimated 50 black soldiers from Fort Pickering had killed several police officers to stop them from jailing the black ex-soldier. Union General George Stoneman responded to the reports by disarming the soldiers and locking them in the barracks. An estimated 50 black soldiers from Fort Pickering had killed several police officers to stop them from jailing the black ex-soldier. No one knows who began the shooting, but it only intensified and evolved more of the city. Black soldiers were attacked, but it quickly spread to the black settlements, leaving them vulnerable to the white mobs. Homes, schools, and churches were destroyed. Missionaries from up north who were ministers and teachers in black schools were targeted. Black women, men, and children were attacked by the white mobs. In order to restore order, U.S. Army Commander George Stoneman ordered the 3rd United States Colored Heavy Artillery Regiment back to Fort Pickering, just outside the city. Violence continued throughout the night. Policemen and firemen of Memphis openly participated in the violence and looting, which resulted in the city's black citizens not being able to depend on them to put out fires and stop the attacks in the black neighborhoods. On the second day of the riots, Memphis Mayor John Park refused to request state or federal assistance. By the third day in the afternoon, Commander George Stoneman declared martial law and sent both black and white troops in the city to reestablish law and order. A congressional committee arrived within a month to investigate. The radical Republicans in Congress used the reports and interviews to gain support for their radical reconstruction policies. The radical Republicans were called radicals because of their goal of complete eradication of slavery without any compromises. They pushed for Reconstruction Acts as well as the 14th Amendment and limited voting political rights for ex-Confederate civil officials and military officials. They passed the Civil Rights Bill and the 14th Amendment making all people born or naturalized citizenship of the United States equal protection of the laws and due process for former slaves. The impact of the report to the nation was the rapid endorsement of the 14th Amendment and increase of Republican majorities at Congress of the 1866 elections. 
The reports reflected the anger and frustrations felt by many white citizens and former Confederates who had suffered an agonizing bitter defeat by the hands of a black and white Union Army. The conflict between black and Irish Southerners over competition for skilled and unskilled manual labor jobs led to underlying tensions between the two groups. Some of the rioters resented the power and authority given to the black soldiers. Some also resented how these freed men, who were former slaves, were now demanding equal rights. Whatever the case may be, by May 3rd of 1866, Memphis black community was in ruins. In total, 46 black people had been killed. Two white people died. 285 people injured. Five women raped, 91 homes burned, four churches and eight schools burned and destroyed. The total federal property destroyed was $17,000, or an equivalent of $298,090.16 in today's money. No one was ever arrested and no charges were ever filed. Before Tennessee was allowed to return to the Union, they were forced to ratify the 14th Amendment. The outcome from the Memphis riot and the New Orleans massacre of 1866 changed the political climate, ultimately enabling former slaves to attain the full rights of citizenship. For the Tennessee Assembly, the riot highlighted the lack of state laws that define the status of free men and women. I hope you guys enjoyed today's short episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Black and Opinionated, B-L-C-K-N, Opinionated, on Instagram. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time, peace. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes. Black and Opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes, black and opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes, black and opinionated. We do it for the people, yes. We do it for the people, yes, black and opinionated. Black knowledge, black truth, all black everything. We don't just ride the wave, we all black every day. Day, day, we all black every day. We all black every day, black knowledge, black truth, all black everything. We don't just ride the wave, we all black every day. Day, day, we all black every day. We all black every day.